yeah, we're recording, so it's pretty special. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Jo. That's, they're the dulcet, heaps, heaps sexy tones of Rachel Mogan McIntosh. Um, she's here to talk about cults today with me, Joy Thornley. Rachel, I want you to tell our eager listeners, thank you, all three of you are very special. Um, <laughs> Hi, Mum. The cult that we're talking about today. Today, we're talking about the Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh and That's, his followers. You can't say that with anything in your mouth. You shouldn't say anything with anything in your mouth. I should, and I, already I want to make a joke about a guru's penis. <laughs> But I, I wouldn't. Yeah, no. I won't. I won't. No. Maybe, yeah. Well, it's don't... the orange people, Joe. It is. That's it's known as the orange people. I think that is how they are more broadly known, and we'll mm. get into why in a tick. But I think when you suggested doing this cult, I was quite excited. But it was mostly just because of the uniquely Australian experience that a lot of ha- us have, mm-hmm. um, which is. A 60 minutes story from I think 1984 or yeah, something right. with one of the leaders of the cult who just said, what did she say in this interview? Do you know what I'm talking I, about? I think I know the interview that you're talking about mm. and I can't remember exactly what she said, but you, you'd be talking about Sheila who became the mouthpiece of the Bhagwan when he I am. sort of went into silence. And famously, it was along the lines of, um, you're a pimp or I'm a pimp or oh, that was, shut your pimp face. That was, like <laughs> shut that. your pimp face, Mike Willisey. Um, something like that. To, yeah, uh, to Mike Willisey, she said, um, you would... Uh, oh, Put your manners back in. Yeah, that's right. That, that's, that was, you've got the wrong cult there, the wrong but it one. seems to yeah. be. It was something about pimps and how he would see prostitutes. But we, in an interview with Ian Leslie... Mm-hmm. Uh, he asked her what she would say to the people whose town they had an ashram in that didn't want them there, mm. and she said, tough titties. <laughs> yes. Wasn't she Yana? No, it was to Ian Leslie. Oh, I don't think yes. Yana would have tough put up with that. Titties. Yeah. But it was really tough titties. Now I want to it bring was... tough titties back. Oh, just... mate, can the we? The children don't want to put their shoes on, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Mummy. You don't like your dinner? Tough you, know, you know what mummy always what? says. <laughs> what does it even mean? I don't know. Well, it's not good. It's not good? You know. Does that like when they get, like, like um, grisly? No, it's like when they, sometimes they're lumpy. <laughs> Welcome to Cults and Medical Things <laughs> with Joe and Rachel. Um, no, so Sheila was, uh, Sheila's probably the most fascinating character in this whole story. I, she was seriously nuts. I absolutely love her and mm. we'll get to her mm. at a point. Um, but she she takes it from quite an interesting cult to she they didn't, just, did they? She takes it deep into criminal territory. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> she, yeah. Uh, the leader of, I'm just, I'm going to call them the Rajneeshis. Yeah. Um, and him, the Bhagwan, I think that's my, that's my choice. I, I, you can I use any of his other names. Uh, but the leader and founder of the Rajneeshis was, which order that day? Bhagwan, 
Shri Shri Rajneesh. Oh, I've got it here. Bhagwan yes. Shri Rajneesh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that you just said. The That's him, guy. the sex guru. The sex him. guru. And in America, he was called the Rolls Royce guru. Uh, that's true, the king of the Rolls. Because he owned yeah. 93 Rolls Royce. He did. Yeah. But he started, he started his kind of guru career in India, in a town called Poon. I know! I know! <laughs> I, it's I, so good! I, know, I love that. <laughs> And um, yeah, he's it was big business. He had you know. I know he was like a big deal in Poon. Um, he was the king of Poon. <laughs> thirty thousand um, like um, visitors a year, sannyasins they call them, and and yeah. heaps of them from overseas because mm. it was really yeah Europe and America mostly, yeah and Australia. Late seventies, early eighties, it was very much. Yeah. I'm going on a spiritual journey. Yes, that's right. Um, and Eastern mysticism. Yeah, and he came up. I actually read that he was um, he was asked to leave a couple of universities that he was a professor of philosophy, I think, at. Because he was wearing the open robe. No. <laughs> That's, I told you that in private, Rachel. <laughs> um, because he was argumentative and he was yes. stirring people up and everything. Um, so, <laughs> so he did start... <laughs> Lots of people liked him because he was against sort of your traditional Hindu he was principles. Organized religion as well. He said, yeah. "Hey, bad mouth Gandhi." Yeah, <laughs> like that's the kind of guy. <laughs> He's just looking for trouble. We're dealing yeah, with. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, nobody. Yeah, nobody's mean to Gandhi. Yeah, I know. Although, I mean, some of the Gandhi stories are pretty iffy, to be honest. Because I yeah. know, true. Yeah. But saying bad things about Gandhi is. It's kind of like saying good things yeah. about Hitler, which, <laughs> which the Bhagwan did. He did. He did. He named a um, like a recycling centre, like a tip later in the town that he took over in Oregon. He named it the Adolf Hitler Recycling Centre. My, the, you know, like yeah, mainly I think yeah to mess with the the townspeople. Imagine he, he every to. time you're tearing the plastic window out of an envelope, you think of the Führer. <laughs> Not good. I can't. Okay, I want a T-shirt for every episode of this podcast. Yeah. And I think just the Adolf Tough Hitler recycling no, on the front, <laughs> and oh, the yeah. Adolf Hitler yeah. recycling centre yes, on the back. That's right. Or maybe that can be on undies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The little moustache. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the end. This is over. This isn't going to get better than that. It's not. It's not going to go any further up the hill. <laughs> so okay. So he was. He was doing big business in Poon, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think it but is. But then the Indian government, they they had had enough. So massive amounts of uh, visitors. And it was through, because he was against the um, a lot of traditional ideas of religion of, of and Indian yeah. culture. So anti-marriage and... Um, Pro wealth, really. Yeah, right. None of the none of the you know giving all your possessions away. Yeah. Unless it's selling your possessions and giving the money to him. Yeah, yeah. No, they, that was good. He was for that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, and he called himself Zorba the Buddha at one point because <laughs> it's the mixture between he advocated the mixture between quiet contemplation and meditation and noisy meditation as well but we'll get there yes um right. so quiet contemplation meditation and hedonism yes hedonism right. capitalism filthy yeah. capitalism yeah. plus like spiritual capitalism yeah because you can only be you can only overcome your ego if you kind of embrace it 
I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah, I need to. Um, I'm like, I need to get back to Poon. I need to, yeah, the Poon Ashram. I think it, see, I, you've done what I did. I think I checked how it's actually pronounced, and it, I think it's Poona. Is it? But I think for, it's Poon Tang. For this, yeah, that's right, that's right. For our purposes. We've got different. It's Poon. Reference materials. Yeah, it's Poon. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, right. But it, we actually have to leave Poon, Joe. I know. Sadly. Where are we going, Rachel? We're going to... North, I think it's northwestern, a deep Oregon, deep, deep, deep country. And I, in America, they he had enough followers because mm. I think the government stopped. This in India, they stopped two things. They wouldn't approve land, the sale of more land to the Bhagwan for so he could expand in India. Right, and also was stopping the visas wasn't approving the visas of people that wanted to visit. Yes, right. And that was where most of his income was coming from. Yes, right. So he upped sticks. Take me to your compound. He upped sticks. He had, uh, I think at this point he had, um, all over the world he had, um, you know, ashrams, Mm. but he wanted to build kind of the mothership. And so he bought uh, 64,000 acres of land in the kind of... I hear that's heaps. It's it's big. Yeah. It's big. It's a lot. In the um, sort of rancher country in um, Oregon, the the ranch that he bought was original. When he bought it, it yeah. was actually called the Big Muddy Ranch. Yes, I love right. that. That's an Australian named that. Yes. Australia with palm fifty six yeah. different palm beaches, and the Great Sandy Desert. Good on us. Yeah. Yeah. Good on Aussies. That's right. But it's a big thing, so you've got to give it a big thing's name. Yeah, and it was in a town. Oh, they. It, well, the town was called Antelope. Yeah. And I think at the town at the time when they moved in, it had something like um, 47 people mm. or something nutty like that. And a lot of those started to think Antinope. Yeah, they really did. They Antinoped him big yeah. time. Because Oregon, despite... They, they took over the town. Yeah, despite yeah. Oregon's long history of greeting Eastern mystic cults with open arms. <laughs> they just didn't take a liking Something to the Bhagwan. Yeah. Just shifted yeah. that tradition a little. That's right. That's right. Um, so they started setting up this 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 whole city. They, mm. they wanted he wanted to build a city, which eventually they did get the name changed of Antelope to Rajneesh. It was well, Rajneesh Puram. Yeah, that's right. Puram. <laughs> The right yeah, if they went from Poon to Pooran, That's it. a yes, mystical yes, journey. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I, in the end, I think there was something like two thousand people that they had. I've heard between one thing said two thousand, one said four thousand, one said seven thousand, and I want to go with seven thousand because many, I love many, a bit many. of sensationalism. Yeah, that's right. Many, many, but there was not nearly enough kind of room on this ranch. There was no. like mattresses all over these kind of um, dormitories or whatever. But they took over the town. They had the and they brought organic and farming. To, yes, so well, they, they dammed the river. Yeah. So they were really popular with the green oasis in the middle, yeah, and fairly self-sufficient. And they had a university and school buses and everything. They took over the school board, so that then they turned the local school into a Rajneeti school. And then the ranchers that didn't want their kids going to Rajneeti, they they would bus them like an hour away because they they just took over everything. But then they wanted to um, join the council. I love this bit so, it so all, hard. It starts to kind of degenerate. It's around the same time that 
um, the Bhagwan goes into this kind of voluntary silence. Um, and he spent only four really, years not really speaking. He, well, he communicates with his followers, with the sannyasins they're called, really only once a day at the 2pm drive-by. Where, That's this is great because in yeah. when he'd been in Poon, mm. I just thought we hadn't said Poon mm. for a while. Yes, uh, there was something like he'd do mm. a spontaneous lecture in the morning, mm-hmm. and then there would be meditation during the day. Dynamic meditation. Uh, that, that's right, um, and I think we'll we'll go into the beliefs a bit before we go into the really cool bits, yeah, yeah. Um, which we're about to. Um, and then there was uh, this kind of, you get to lay your eyes on the Bhagwan in the afternoon. Mm. Um, and it's just a meeting and that might be private psychotherapy sessions mm. or group things. But yeah, once they got to um, Puram, mm. they, uh, because he went into the silence, it did change a bit. Yeah. Talk to me about the yeah. drive-by. Well, he had... Um, I think by the end of his time, he had 93 Rolls Royces. With the so aim of, I think, having 365, one for, one every, for day every day of the year. Of the year. That's mm. right, yeah. So he really, he loved um, nice things. He had a thing for pens. <gasps> fancy, pe- like, fancy pens. And he had and enough, he had millions of dollars worth of pens and watches. Yeah, yeah, and watches. He liked fancy watches. Yes. And you could ask him the um, time and, and he'd know. <laughs> he'd but write it, was, it down for you well, he was, on a post-it note. It's because he was silent for yeah. four years. <laughs> The watches and pens really and came in handy. And you it out of the window. You'd flick it out, yes. out of the window of the rolls <laughs> as you rolls. stored in your rags, having <laughs> been digging a trench. So all the workers would be, um, all the sannyasins would, would be are working, also just working, working members. So there's one fantastic um, interview that I had heard with one sannyas and she's saying, look, you know, we would work 12, 13 hours a day, you know, building, digging, whatever it was, and then we'd finish work at midnight, go to bed, probably make love all night with, uh, <laughs> with somebody. Yeah, with whoever. Get up, do it all again. I was like, wow. That's... Yeah. And, I, you know, they were young. And, and they had the energy because yes. organic vegetables. Lots of organic vegetables, mm, mm, yeah. Because mm. um, the bad one, yeah, so he would do these drive-bys at 2 o'clock um, every day, um, slowly kind of driving through the the village the city where they all were and everybody would stop and gather by the side of the road and people would cry and and um you know wave and it was this very kind of intense um group delusion almost because like people a, say that just a look from the bhagwan yes just one look um that they got oh, like a yes. week's worth of spiritual fulfilment just yeah. by locking eyes yes, exactly. with the bargain. Yes, so the folie à deux, but um, you know, in a group, and then you know, they're, they're, they're what makes you think world. that this podcast so, speaks French? I'm just assuming that I'm, it's just you and me, Joe. <laughs> look, <laughs> it might look like a fancy house across the coffee table. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, and then he would finish the the kind of. Um, the drive-by, and then he'd hit the open road and then he would just cane it <laughs> because he, he felt, you know, well, you the need don't... for speed. And so he was constantly getting these tickets as well. You don't, never pay. You don't own 93 Rolls Royces and just yeah, unless and you're a bit of a... not get out of second yeah, gear. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, he now, was... Um... I, want to, I want to rustle some paper, okay. but just because... We'll get the basics out of the way and then I really, really want to talk about elections and things. Yeah. But the basic beliefs, I I found a couple of things and one was just a list of things that the Bhagwan stood for, which were uh, 
meditation, awareness, love, celebration, oh, courage, not carnage, courage, creativity, and humour. Yeah. And the humour thing I think is really significant because apparently, I've only seen a couple of bits of footage of him speaking to his followers, Mm. but he's quite a wag. Mm. What a gift Mm. for comedy. Mm. And it's why he is... He's a much more personable person mm. than his two IC Sheila that we'll get to in a sec. Yes, yeah, Sheila wasn't sort of light of tone, was she at all? Not a he bit. He was famous for that for these. Um, I think it's the Darshans they called them, where you would have this. He would he would have maybe a Darshan is just the meeting one on one with him or the moment mm. with the Bhagwan that was. But when he would give his lectures and um, yeah, they were he was famous for me. Almost like the Dalai Lama is famous for having that very light. Very kind of puncturing of, of um, you know, seriousness, and that is very. Um, it's very humbling, and it's sort of. It, he did sort of like a dirty joke as well. I mean, he liked to mm. mix mm. it up. But, um, the other, one of his main techniques, and one of the things he really introduced to mysticism and stuff that's that's the really official term mm-hmm. um was his dynamic meditation and that's yes. it's still i went today to the osho because that's what he mm. changed his name to much later uh the osho meditation facebook page and do you know yes. there's five there's five osho meditation centers in new south wales yeah there's an osho book in um my library at the moment that i came across when i was Looking for something, at least in the parenting section. Right. Yeah. Mm. Excellent. Like, there is still a lot of followers of this religion. And he he said, because Westerners just can't sit still for a long period of time, mm. traditional meditation isn't for those yes, whiteies. Right. Um, so there's, I think, five stages mm. and you do them for an Oh, do them all within Denial, an hour. Anger, yeah. <laughs> drunkenness, <laughs> regret, um, coitus, remorse. And some of these are, I think, the second phase of meditation. You scream or shout or jump or just get. It's I like think first you hyperventilate. Yes. So you you bring yourself into a heightened. Can we see, see how that state. sounds? That's not going to sound how I wanted it to, is it? No, but I, I feel good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a bit high. Um, yeah, so you hyperventilate and then, um, yeah, scream, jump. Get your willies out. Yes. Oh, no, wait. <laughs> <laughs> What's the expression I mean? I think that's the one you Shake mean. your willies that out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's some other ones. Yeah. Oh, there's a, oh, and the then last silence. One is cele- yes, silence. And the yeah. last one is celebration. Mm. Maybe it's like, yay, dynamic meditation's over for another day. Um, So this, when they weren't gardening or... Humping. Yeah, and sometimes sometimes being, like, sometimes selling drugs and being prostitutes to raise money for the Bhagwan, apparently. Yeah, no, no, that can take a little bit of day. Yes, (laughs) yeah. Uh, They were dynamically meditating. Yeah, it's a, um, it's also, it's a practice that you see in, across different religions as well. Mm. There is that... Um, that way that people will, sh- you know, shake themselves out of their yeah. normal um, state and you get, get into a heightened emotional state and in a group and yeah, it's very bonding. That's right. Mm. That's right. It's it's terrible for clip-on earrings though. Those things are just flying across the room. <laughs> um, 
And I think we probably both wore clip-on earrings at one point in our no, friendship. Sure, mm, sure. Mm, mm. And we all had a go at the Ask Me t-shirt. But I digress. Yes. <laughs> no, Rachel and I haven't seen each other for a while. Um, uh, so, yeah, the, the, look, there was a lot to be... Um, there was a lot to love about joining a group like this for people. So there's a, the dark side, which is that you gave up your possessions, you often gave up... Um, communication with your family, if you which had children and you took them, you would often, you know, you'd be kept away from them. And quite a few people just left their children at home That's to right. go and live on the ashram. That's right. They, they, those bits they did have in common with a lot of other cults and mm. eventually a, um, a sense of persecution and, yeah. and wanting to separate themselves from the outside world and the us and them, which is cute, it's mm. sweet, it's mm. nice, it's mm. quirky. Um, they... Uh, he really, he kind of cherry-picked a lot of religions and uh, schools of psychotherapy, really, to form his own, he called it a religionless religion. Yeah. Which is really hard to say. Um, and I think he, if you're of the school of thought that he was just a bit of a scammer, mm. then he did really well to pick the best bits of lots of different mm. types of belief mm. and and techniques of belief. Mm. I just made up a phrase. And a, a product of his time as well. Mm. There was very much that. It was like in the culture, that, that sort of yearning for Eastern mysticism and yeah. that sense that, you know, the answers were outside of the Western kind of... Yeah, and he really attracted... kind of people that he did attract most of them I saw some statistics on it and oh, it yeah. was something like 87% had finished college like yeah. university graduates mostly white mm-hmm. um, mostly upper middle class mm. so wealthy educated white people I think that's where it's even more likely to become a shared delusion then isn't it mm. if you have people that um you know that are educated to some degree and able and articulate able to argue these are the people that join cults because they they often they know enough to be to want more out of life Mm. as in they you know it's like fine i've got the job i've got the house i've got the family what more is there to life Mm. and they have the time and money to navel gaze in that way and that and and maybe yeah and some some other part of their psychology that has a hole at the centre or something else where yeah. they're searching for um, an answer being delivered to them by... Yes, and by they, they were, a lot of them else. were quite attractive because they all were also uh, seemingly on the search for a religion where they could be... Sexy, 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 sex. Root rats. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The bonk doctrine. Yeah, the bonk yeah. doctrine. And then if with you're your working, if you're building for like 15 hours a day, like that's like CrossFit, you know. So yeah. An organic diet. It's actually quite like paleo CrossFit. Except with, I'm told, rampant disease. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of VD <laughs> in Oregon around that time. Yes. So the Bhagwan had... To his first secretary slash assistant mm-hmm. slash two IC mm-hmm. with someone who hasn't been remembered much because she was boring. 
The yes. second one. Tough titties. Yeah, the Took second the one yeah. was Sheila or Ma yeah. and Ma Anand. Anand. I think we should just call Tough titties. Tough titties Sheila. Mm-hmm. TTS. Yep. Um, this is a woman. There's many photos of her mm. flipping the bird because she. I mean, the Bhagwan had a whimsical kind of humour mm-hmm. and uh, he, he'd say some sort of tough, nasty things sometimes, but sh- he was nothing compared to Sheila. Yeah. And I half think that's why he just shut up for four years because he, he just sort of thought, take it away, Sheila's. Mm. This is... She was a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. And she really had an argumentative, aggressive yeah. manner, mm, mm. which is glorious to watch. Mm, mm. Um, she's not a nice lady. No. That's basically what I'm saying. Mm. You know, <laughs> this is like jumping to the final page, but, you know, now she runs a nursing home. She's got in Switzerland. <laughs> and, like, oh, my God. I just, you know that they're sewing wallets I in a know, bunker. I know, I Tough titties meadows. Oh, my <laughs> Oh, she, but she, she, was, she took over at, 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 at um, some point. He sort of retreated into mm. sitting in the back of his rolls and count his watches and line up all his pens in rows. And and, to her credit, mm. a business, like, mm. it thrived mm, under mm. her. Yes, that's right. Um, and we'll jump back to when they were having a bit of trouble with the council yes. in Oregon yes. who took a weird dislike to people wanting to overtake their town and they did get registered to rename their town and get it registered (laughs) as a city so they had some rights and they thought that's not enough we want more we want to expand yeah that's right so they tried to work out how do we kind of stack the board when the elections were coming and the first method i like it's genius the first method is great it's like house of cards worthy this first method utterly so they had this um nurse who was one of sheila's kind of inner circle and she would um tinker away in her lab working oh, on bacteria the, and well viruses. the first method is um, the homeless people yeah right yeah because okay, yes. i want to build <laughs> okay i'm thinking that's the second method okay so the first method they thought let's stack the um elections with um members of the um commune so they started busing in homeless people from states neighboring states i love this and Mm. even i think even from as far away as new york i think yes and they they just just drove the bus drive to times square or whatever and just load the bus up and like to my place to sleep and a free meal Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like three three squares every day exactly so which is fantastic for them because they were able to i'm really sure how they were able to register these people as well, all well they registered them as citizens of Rajneesh yeah Europe. all they had yes. to do mm. in exchange for mm. board and meals mm. was turn up at the elections yes and vote Rajneesh and vote Rajneesh and so the problem was that um the homeless people weren't as um kind of amenable and easy as, as Sheila would like there was some fighting some and arguing also the Oregon government saw what they were doing and just yes, changed the law even before that, <laughs> even before that Sheila had these kegs of beer that <gasps> she would fill with Haldol with what Haldol's like this very strong um antipsychotic Oh, bless and, you, Sheila. Um, and tranquilizer. So, so Sheila. It's, would, it's important to note yeah. that there's no evidence that Sheila took any ever. 
Because <laughs> she was an excitable psychotic person. No, yes. She was drinking the crystal meth beer mm, mm, from the mm. other keg. Of course. Um, yeah, so she was, yeah, it, terrible, terrible. And then they would, then they, um, they, so they did stack the council, do all this voting, and then the homes, well, they started giving them bus fares to kind of go back to where they came from, and then they sort of got bored with that, and they, so they would just take them to a nearby town, and small town, them. and just dump them. Yeah. And so this was becoming very problematic for all the towns around because it was thousands of people that they were talking and about. And in towns of hundreds of people. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And so um, over time, more and more and more, all the local people just hated the Rajneeshis, really hated them. That's weird. Yeah. Isn't it? God, you spent all that time introducing organic vegetables and dumping off your homeless. <laughs> Come on. I know. They, they, um, they needed to rethink their methods. So that was their first way of trying to um, stack this council. Right. So the first time they tried to get lots and lots of people to turn up to the elections and that didn't work. So maybe, Rach, Mm. they should have tried getting hardly anybody turning up for the elections. Well, it's like you're a fly on the wall of that conference room Of the keg room. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sliding very slowly down the walls. Totally saying thought processes. Um, so yes, that's what they decided. So they had this nurse, Sheila's um, sort of um, crony, this nurse who was working on um, developing um, bacteria and viruses. She was working on oh, salmonella. What a nice lady! And there was a couple of test runs they did of trying to put salmonella on on uh, on people. Really bad ones. Like but it was like door put handles it on their at the hand and shake hands <laughs> with somebody and stuff like that. Door handles at the courthouse. Yeah, I heard. yeah. Right. They would do stuff like that. And Imagine that. Like, yeah. what are you doing? It's like just. Warming the door handle Nothing. with liquid. Yeah. What? What are you doing? Yeah. Judge. Tough titties, yes. Judge. Tough titties, Your Honour. <laughs> so anyway, then they, they kind of figured out, they ironed out some of the kinks in their, their plan. And so before the big election, they got a bus and they went they to... They really their, had a lot of vehicles. They did. They mm. did. Mm. Yeah. They went to um, all the, these different restaurants around town with these little brown, these little vials of brown liquid, which was salmonella. With and a little brown bag <laughs> and emptied it on the salad bars of um all these restaurants i love that the main it's one the that, it's a real salad bar time they affected the most people at a restaurant called taco time oh yeah. what do you i'm not feeling well oh, no. i think it was Diarrhea the tight taco time yeah. salad bar yeah <laughs> so anyway Something like 700 people ended up in hospital. That's so and much vomit. A few of them, it is, a few of them, um, you know, almost died. Nobody did die. But it was, I think um, there was the anthrax um, um, scares in um, 2002, I think it was. But apart from that, I think it's the biggest bioterrorism it attack is, on and America's It was life. the first one, and mm. I think it's still the biggest. Yeah, I think it might be, yeah. Which... It's kind of cute to go, homeless people didn't work. How about Mm. just making people squirt from every orifice? Mm, 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 mm. And it didn't work. No. No. Mm. So this was... The diarrhoea defence. So, yeah, no, it didn't work. And so this is sort of the point at which Sheila had really gone into this. Diabolical, biological Sheila. Yes. Mm. She also was um, kind of bent on trying to assassinate the... um, the Attorney General? The Attorney General. That's it, yep. And it's said that she made an attempt on the um, the Bhagwan's girlfriend and personal physician. Yes. There's rumours that yes. she tried to inject them with adrenaline. Yes, yes. And yep. it's like... That's right. That's mm. not... Mind you, that just makes me think of Uma Thurman in 
Pulp Fiction. <laughs> it's like, she was fine too. But, yeah, unsuccessful. Yes. So, um, luckily, they're, they're pretty bad at assassination. and um, But you're very committed, but um, not... You know, not not brilliant criminal minds. No. And the bit that I find interesting about all that is, well, fairly soon after the Bhagwan came out of his silence, because yes. I think he thought mm. maybe Sheila's taking things a bit yeah. far. Yeah. Um, it's not just PNT. No. Sheila's <laughs> really broken bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sheila ain't a nice lady. No. Um, so he came out of his silence and yeah. they had a bit of a falling out. Yes. Now... If you believe her story, mm. it was all his idea. All mm. this, you know, in order to own towns in Oregon, mm. it's fine if a bit of blood is shed. Mm. Uh, all his goes. idea, yeah. she was just doing his bidding. Mm. If you take his version, uh, she came up with the, these ideas independently and he didn't know until afterwards. Yes. So they kind and of, that I think is still the version of, of, of the followers of Osho. Well, when you do see the two of them speak, you would much rather believe the Bhagwan because he's not a repugnant, horrible. Yes. I'm not going to say I'm not going to say the c word, but she is. <laughs> oh, there's there's Puddin. Hi, Puddin. Oh, there's a cat. Yes, I don't know its actual name. Okay. Uh, you're about to get edited out, Puddin. Good on you. Um. And, yeah, so they kind of broke up. He, he sort of threw her under the bus in, in, um, in that sense. He, he said that he had nothing to do with uh, he anything. He invited investigation. He was, never, um, he was never charged or convicted. She served um, a very short part of her sentence. So she served something like 20 months. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then left and went to Switzerland and, yeah, now runs Tough Titties Meadows. And he was, he was saying, oh, oh, live out your retirement under a tyrant. Um, he was arrested. They could only really get him after all this on immigration fraud. Yeah, so immigration fraud, but the stuff, it's like there's wiretapping, yes. drug running, prostitution, bioterrorism. And like, lying on your immigration form. Yeah. Because he it's said like he was got, originally yeah. going there for back treatment because he was a bit sick. Do you know he was only 58 when he died? He yeah. looked terrible mm. for his age. Mm. He was played to be honest. Arrested he was also a massive um, drug fiend. Did you yes. did you know about the dentist chair? I knew I knew about dentist drugs, and I knew he was on like yes, nitrous. nitrous oxide nitrous and valium. Nitrous was his drug of choice, but he had this twenty three thousand dollar dentist chair, that like a proper dentist chair. And That's he used quite to hang out him. in his dentist chair. Yeah. Got it on eBay. Slumming it. <laughs> he used to hang out of his chair and do like you know laughing gas, and he would um, do a lot of his lectures from there high as a kite excellent mm. there's one there's an interview with i can't remember his name but it's a i think it's a different 60 minutes dude and the interviewer is questioning the bhagwan about drug use mm. because he's heard rumors from sheila who has now left the cult right um and the bhagwan goes look into my oh no i'm not going to do sorry on a scale to, <laughs> of one to a million you of trying not to do accents to i'm at 900,000 oh they but he said, look into my eyes, do I look like I'm on drugs to you? 
And the interviewer just goes, he doesn't even answer. He just does a <laughs> face. So, yeah, uh, he was arrested on a, about to leave on a plane with, I think, 40,000 in cash, 400,000 in cash, but $5 million worth of watches and pens. Oh, my gosh. Um, And instead of being, I didn't know about, I think it's called an Alfred excuse, no, an Alfred ruling or something where. Yeah. You're not found. You don't admit guilt, but you acknowledge that the prosecution oh, yes. you plead has enough. Guilty, has enough, but you don't admit to guilt yeah. somehow. Yeah, so no, you know yeah. that they have enough to convict you, mm. but you don't mm. actually plead guilty. So he was basically fined a lot and of money and told to leave. Time. Yeah, and he just flew around trying mm. to find other places, and no one would let him land. Wow. Or they would let him land. I think Canada let him stay for about 18 hours and then told him to go away. Wow. So he went back to Peru. That's like L. Ron Hubbard in his ship. Yes. Trying to find a harbour somewhere. <sighs> but back to Poon. Mm. He went. He did. So he did go back to Poon. He went back to Poon. Mm. Everyone mm. comes back to Poon event yes. eventually. <laughs> Sweet mother. Poon. Yeah, that's right. Back to mummy. Um, yes, yeah, so, and then changed his name to Osho. Mm. Osho, Osho. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and remained. Well, he kind of died five years later. He died, he died not long later, yeah. But he won. I think he'd gone a bit bonkers because he, although it's hard to tell who was the maddest during mm. either him or Sheila and I think it was probably Sheila but near the end he said that in the short time he spent in a US prison he reckons that he was poisoned and they'd intentionally intentionally radiated his mattress so oh. he was only like sick on one side of his body because that's the side he slept on right. I love that story very very much and is that he died of cancer didn't he a bunch of stuff. He was just falling apart. He wasn't right. a healthy dude. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe 20 years on nitrous isn't good for you. Well, I don't know. I don't know. But a very impressive beard. And I don't mm. mind his little hats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a st- And he, he loved a billowing sleeve. He's not unappealing. Oh, you know. He's a bit unappealing. I mean, he's I think early pictures of Sheila, yeah. you just go, she was a looker. But then I mm. think um, being a horrible bitch mistress just mm. makes you ugly. She yeah. doesn't, she didn't mm. age well. I don't want to. No, I look, I won't cast aspersions on anyone's looks that isn't a horrible person. But yeah. Yeah. Um, the ugliest, ugliness showed. Yeah. From the inside to the outside. Yeah, that's right. Um, oh, the orange... We didn't even go into the actual orange. Yeah, that's why the orange people. It's one of um, yeah, it's one of the things that the Bhagwan did borrow from, I think Hindu mysticism. Yeah, right. So you uh, wearing orange, but they also expanded that. You could wear pink or red or. Was any color of the sunrise? It was kind of yeah. Anything that was in in the shade of the palette of the sunrise. Mm, mm, Yeah, quite a quite a good good year for citrus. Um, and you, everyone wore a necklace, a beaded necklace with his photo on it, but he didn't consider himself a god. A A god, yeah, yeah, Mm. yeah. Although he didn't think he was Jesus, but I, I think he thought he was kind of a Buddha figure. Mm Um, I'm pretty much just doing random facts here. Okay. (laughs) Have you got, have you got any more great stories? (laughs) 
Gosh, um, I don't think so. I, I can't <gasps> think of anything. I do. Yeah. <laughs> they, the Osho International Medit- Meditation Resort, I think right. it's called, they run seminars. They mm. run stress management seminars for like BMW executives. Right, like a corporate yeah, you retreat. Can, you can, yes. Yes. God, still with the cars. I just, I wrote down a bunch of like cool facts. Um, at Poon, mm-hmm. one of the things that really expanded him and got people interested from Western cultures, which he needed because he wanted them to sell everything and give him their money. Yeah. Um, he just thought if I do audio recordings and then video recordings mm. and send them out, mm. then more people will come and see me. Mm-hmm. And I read a bunch of stuff about Australian followers and so many of them just thought they saw these videos or mm. heard these tapes and mm. just went, I'm going to be one of those hippies that goes to mm-hmm. India and mm-hmm. meets my guru. Yeah, he was very popular in Australia. I mean, Super there's a popular. real sadness to the heart of this for me when you think about um, the the actual real people that were those followers mm. and, you know, such kind of earnest optimism and, and hope that they would be, you know, creating for themselves a better life. And and then it just suddenly stopped. I mean, it does well, go on now. It's at the heart of yeah. it where it's just this, it's this kind of dirty, yeah. you know. After the bioterrorism, they, a lot of people just went, oh, maybe not. Yeah. And he, as part of the scapegoatism with Sheila, mm. uh, the Bhagwan just said okay, we're not wearing orange anymore. Mm. And they did this big pile. They oh, burned all the books, the main book that, of his that he'd written because yep. he wrote about 200 yeah, really. um, that had uh, a lot of his teachings and it was sort mm. of like bye-bye to the orange people. Right. And he put Sheila's robes on the fire as right. well. And what did they wear after that? Just, you know, clothes. Just open robes. <laughs> Give the – come on, man. <laughs> um Oh, Clive Jack, like most people still think that he was, that Bhagwan was a genius. Right. Um, and, you know, a proper important spiritual thinker. But a quote from Clive Owen, not Clive Owen. Yes. Clive James. Clive Owen, you were just quoting from your dream last night. Oh, mate. Yeah. So Clive Owen said, how do you like your French toast in the morning? And then, yeah, noted theorist... Yep. Jason Statham replied. <laughs> um, Clive James called the Bhagwan a rebarbative dingbat. Oh, that's oh, God. God bless, bless him. Bless him. Yeah. Absolutely. And the Bhagwan had a bumper sticker that said, Jesus saves, Moses invests, Bhagwan spends. Oh, wow. Funny. He wow. was a comedian. I want that bumper sticker, though. Totally. Famous people that have spent time at the ashram. Okay. Lots that I haven't heard of, mm-hmm. but um, Ariana Huffington. Really? Yep. Um, Nina. 99 Red Balloons. Oh, right. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Terence Stamp. Okay. Terence Stamp and the Bhagwan. That yeah. sounds like a children's book. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good one. No. Yeah. Um, so I just, apart from, apart from perhaps avoiding... Any nursing homes run by Sheila in Switzerland. Yes. Interesting that also Swiss bank accounts. Apparently she ran off with about $5 million of the Bhagwan's yes. money, which she denies. Yeah. Um, but she did go to Switzerland. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I'd say that the, the take-home mm-hmm. of the orange people in general mm-hmm. is some fairly significantly uptaken 
spiritual teaching. Like people still follow it and yes. dynamic meditation mm. is global. Mm-hmm. Um, so he said some good stuff. Mm. But I still – would you have joined them? No, I'm allergic to gurus. Right. But I – Except um, for Josh. Mm, oh. <laughs> no, he's reference there. Yeah. yeah. Um, all three of you, mm. mum. Mm. Um yeah, no, I mean, I, I think um, that as soon as you get into the institution of anything, it's all, yep. it all gets a bit hideous. But I can see that, um, you know, for some reasonable person to be thinking about their life in a, um, you know, in a, in a deeper way, questioning, you know, how to be a good person mm. and, and trying to learn how to relate to others more, you know, um, effectively. Or Getting to have quite a life. lot of open sex. Yeah, and also do eight hours of CrossFit a day and then make love all night. <laughs> and eat veg. I think they had about nine cows, though, just dairy. I don't know if they were vegetarians. They were vegetarians. They were, yeah. I know they did yoga. Everybody except Bhagwan probably was a vegetarian. He probably ate, like, Big Macs for breakfast. Yeah, well, he, he went to the drive-thru. That's, that's where he was off to once he was after the drive-by. Open road, Macca's drive-thru. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, make me one with everything. Mm. Oh, oh, I can't believe it. Oh, wow. No, that's. I'm so happy you got that in. What, Carl Stefanovic's favourite joke? Is it? He said that to the Dalai Lama. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That is great. No. It is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Um,. You've driven a long way to be here, so thank you very much. Thank you, Joe. It's been great. Um, well, you can eat some of that cheese if you like. Okay. Yeah, great. I'm not going to touch the salad bar. No. Not to be rude. No, I have, but I haven't even sneezed on it. <laughs> much less brought my own snaplock bag with my salmonella. Elbow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think, apart from that, thank you very, very much for taking part in doing one of these one research. There is. Yes. It's Tell a Joe. Eat a salad, join a cult. <laughs> Tough titties. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs>been listening to Zealot, produced by me, Joe Thornley, blindfolded in the dark. My co-host for this episode was Rachel Morgan McIntosh, a top Sheila. Further reading, including photograph pictures, can be found on the Zealot Facebook page. Music is by the Everglades, the Beyonce of music not by Beyonce. Hey, cults. 